Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? What does this mean? Let's figure it out together. That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the podverse. What are we doing? This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Turning of the Bones podcast. I am your host, Colby Marie. Thank you for joining me on this lovely and auspicious Friday. It is uh, Ganesha's birthday. So in India, they will be celebrating the elephant-headed deity, who is uh, a lot of things, um, protector, space holder, remover of obstacles. But today is uh, Ganesha's birthday. So happy birthday, Ganesh. And... uh, I hope you are well today. I hope this day finds you exactly how you need to be, you beautiful Bryans, you dapper Daryls, you ecstatic Elizabeths, you fecund Frankies. (laughs) I am happy to report that I am in my new apartment and I have a makeshift set up today might keep today's episode short. I've been moving all week and I'm packing. Tuesday was my 45th birthday, which feels like a pretty big deal. I'd like to live to be healthy and happy until around 90, so I feel like I hit the halfway mark in my life, uh, which is a great feeling. It's definitely put some things into perspective for me to think about it as a halfway point and not pathologize myself for the trials and tribulations of the last year. I mean, I just moved into this place and I'm meeting some of my neighbors and I continue to be reminded that nobody is having a good time right now. If you're a caring person and you look at what's going on in the world and that's affecting you, uh, lots of people are having major upheaval in their personal lives. And so if you can today, just give yourself a little patience with that because we are all doing our best. Uh, Believe that in every moment, the best we can with what we have. Um, Yeah, I firmly believe that. Even people who are struggling and hurting others, I believe that they're trying their hardest with the tools that they have, and maybe they're not ready for for help. There was a great line that always really stuck with me from the Alcoholics Anonymous program, and it mentions that uh, it mentions that the system of ego eradication, of accountability, of acceptance and acknowledgement uh, that that process works for most people 
but it doesn't work for everybody and that there are some people who are just constitutionally incapable of making certain changes and I believe they're trying their best too so yeah I met one of my neighbors who just had a horrific year and a lot of my friends and family members just there's a lot of change and transition going on right now and that is very challenging for for all of us even with a meditation practice I find myself quite out of breath you know my anxiety's back uh, doing my breathing exercises when I wake up in the morning but with the move into this new apartment uh, a shift in my partnership uh, split up with my partner had a birthday moved out of a house looking to continue to evolve and grow and create the second half of a life that I want uh, I've had a pretty good first half um, some ups and downs and like Jed McKenna said the price of truth is everything and I have committed myself towards a life of becoming in touch with reality as it is and not reality the way that I want it to be I have found a lot of times in my life that I've maybe you can relate to this I've lived in my projections of what I think reality is or who I think people are and I, it's taken a long time and a lot of therapy and a lot of work to trust myself and to trust the decisions that I make and to trust the process of getting to know people I personally have I've, how would I put this? I would say that I've been very eager for connection and so inside of that I sacrificed some of my discernment and learning how to be discerning is a, a daily practice, a lifelong practice and making shifts in your life is a challenging thing. It's a, it can be pretty uncomfortable. It's like, what's the saying, the devil that you know? Um, it can be terrifying to step into the unknown, you know. And if you're on Instagram, you may see these, you know, really wonderfully inspirational memes that are like, step into your power, uh, choose yourself. Um, there's a whole world waiting for you. While I completely agree with the sentiment and the cheerleading and the motivational aspects of that, I think it it misses the mark a bit because I think acknowledging that stepping into unfamiliar grounds, whether it's a living situation, whether it's a relationship, whether it's trying to shift something with a family member or a coworker. Um, it can be pretty scary to do something new and I know that right now almost everything feels new you know we're 
entering a new phase of the pandemic, the environment, the social political climate, um, it feels like we're going through a bit of a collective rebirth. And having not given birth and not having a body that can carry a child, I don't know. So I want to make sure I acknowledge that before I jump into this. But the people I've talked to who have given birth, giving birth is a, a pretty messy experience. You know, it's, it's beautiful and a new life blossoms forth, but there's blood and there's fluid and there's shit. And I think inside of some big transitions in your life, there's going to be a good bit of turmoil. And being patient inside of that, making sure that you're supported, uh, is important. It's taken me a long time in my life to be able to accept and receive help. I know that during the past week, uh, this week of surrender, this week of transition, that my psyche wanted to fall back on a habitual tendency to isolate, to go do it alone, which I think is a, a byproduct from patriarchal conditioning, uh, capitalism, white supremacy, colonization, that as white people we struggle with how to make community and uh, be with those challenging moments and be seen inside of them. I've been really blessed in the past month because I've deepened a, a friendship that started during the pandemic. My downstairs neighbor, this really wonderful human from Uruguay, uh, we would talk, you know, every day we shared a garden. Uh, we've laughed, we've made art, we've made food together. And I remember at one point she kind of helped me acknowledge, you know, some of the challenges I have internally. And externally, you can hear there's a, a garbage truck. I don't have my sound, my timing set up quite yet. I'm recording from my bedroom, which is currently the quietest room in my house, but we're picking up a little beep, 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 um, which is good. I'm still alive. Um, and so, in having these conversations and talking about, you know, the political divide in America and the cultural and social and racial divides, she was saying that she's having a hard time understanding it because where she was raised, you know, people would come together around food and it could be family members who disagreed, it could be uh, people with different viewpoints, but they came together, they talked, they listened to each other, and nobody got canceled. Nobody got kicked out unless, you know, they were obviously doing harm psychologically or physically to people. But for the most part, there was this uh, 
communal support and acceptance that I haven't completely felt in America. I've been in lots of different social groups and it seems like every social group is pretty tribalistic and protective and afraid of the other or demonizes the other. And so this week, I, the past couple weeks with uh, the decision to, mutual decision to uh, try to transition from a romantic relationship to a friendship and the sadness and confusion and grief that came with that, uh, my friend really showed me what support looked like. And I realized it wasn't so much that I didn't have it, but I didn't know how to accept it on a pretty fundamental level. And so I was able this week to be around people in my grief, be around people in my confusion, uh, and to let people support me, you know, to reach out and ask for help from people who I know love me uh, and try and try something new inside of my feelings of overwhelm, my feelings of panic, uh, making my peace with the lack of control, the grief surrounded with uh, the death or the passing of an idea the idea of a relationship and the, the future think that comes along with that and I think that learning how to be seen is a whole human you know not just a human who always has it under control I think that a lot of the toxic masculine conditioning I got around emotions and career in my life was that I needed to always be in control you know my my godfather who was one of my earliest inspirations was a stoic and the stoics uh, point towards mastery of emotions and I think that I, I think I twisted that a bit internally as a late adolescent when I was learning it that you know I needed to always be on top of my emotions and I think that's evolved, you know, I went to therapy and I learned how to feel my emotions. I think I had a history of just shoving them down and not processing them. So through therapy I learned how to acknowledge and name my emotions. And I did a lot of work with that when I was teaching in schools with children because we don't get taught that explicitly. Uh, we see a lot of modeling about how to react to certain things and depending on your environment or your family. You may take that in different directions, um, maybe healthy, maybe unhealthy, maybe a combination of both, but worked through that in therapy and then through meditation and yoga have learned how to kind of watch my emotions and not personalize them and see them as, uh, you know, I'm having an experience inside of awareness and my emotions are clouds passing through that sky. Some of them are storms. Sometimes it's a sunny day, sometimes it's cloudy. Um, but coming to a place where I've cultivated some discernment around what needs to be done with them. 
Uh, do I just need to sit and cry? Do I need to be held? Do I need to talk about it? Do I need to exercise? Should I journal and contemplate? And do some analysis? And I think these are all really important skills that were not taught in America specifically. And I think that's a shame, you know. I, I feel like inside of this journey I've been on, there's been an increased level of self-awareness, discernment, contentment, acceptance, humility, gratitude, that to me make me think that I'm going in the right direction, you know, because it's easy to, to get lost in your story, in your head about how things are going. Uh, the brain loves to The brain loves to protect you, you know, it's trying to keep you alive. And so when you feel discomfort, it usually is like, oh, damn, we did something wrong. And it takes a bit of time to rewire your brain just on a, a physiological level. You know, you have neural pathways that are habitual, you know. And so one of mine is that when I don't feel good, everything is screwed. You know, being chronically ill as a child... I quite frequently had the internal experience of thinking I was going to die or thinking I was all alone or thinking nobody's coming. And as an adult, it's taken quite a bit of work, you know, aspects of cognitive behavioral therapy to kind of rewire my brain to the truth of the fact that, you know, sometimes my brain will, will bounce back into my child mind or my brain stem or my amygdala, but reminding myself that... I'm capable, I've got me, I have friends, I'm supported, kind of doing a checklist and a walkthrough when I feel overwhelmed, when my brain's trying to just avoid discomfort because for whatever reason, a part of the brain's job is to predict safety, predict uh, well-being. And these skills, they come incrementally at least in my experience, you know, it's, it wasn't like a wash. I've had lots of beautiful moments in meditation and therapy, lots of insights. Um, like one of my favorite teachers, Mike Snyder, said, insights are limitless. And at some point, you know, sit down and you do the work, and it leads to, for me, uh, more certainty inside of myself, uh, deeper trust with my assessments of reality. I think that many of us, myself included, you know, it's, it's been easy for me historically to let myself be talked out of how I feel or have it reframed. And well, that, that can be helpful, you know, with a trained professional. Like a lot of that stuff we get from our parents or from society or from partners is just kind of reinforcing early traumas and reinforcing early childhood lenses through which we see reality. And some of them are, are clear, some of them are foggy, some of them are dark, some of them are rosy. 
Um, <clears throat> but one of the lenses that that I've had is that it's uh, it's not okay to ask for help. It's not okay to be seen as a messy and complete human. And I'm grateful for the people in my life who I feel safe to do that with. And yeah, I just wanted to drop a quick little, I don't know, almost like a, like a journal assignment. Didn't have a topic this week. Like I said, I was extraordinarily busy with the move, getting set up, and you know, getting into a new routine in this new environment, this new neighborhood, which is absolutely lovely. I have a glorious view of the sky to the east. I've seen the sunrise every day since I've moved in. I have a lot of wonderful amenities within walking distance. There are lots of grocery stores and coffee shops and people on the street and diversity. And I'm just going to say it feels nice to be back in the city. It feels nice to be in the city proper. I love the, the energy of the city, uh, the restaurants, the people out doing things, uh, the people thriving, the people struggling. It, it reminds me of the whole picture. And I think it's really easy for me to fall into a life that is pretty siloed where it's easier for me to forget that. And I'm really grateful for this apartment. Uh, gonna have to get some furniture and figure out a nice place to record the podcast. Um, but I hope you're well this Friday with everything that's going on. Know that you're not alone. I hope you have the tools and resources and support system to navigate these confusing waters to and feel your emotions. I feel like every one of us could have a therapist now just to talk about how overwhelming the world feels and the situation with the environment and the social political climate in America and the pandemic. So I hope you can give yourself some patience today some rest just check off the basics eat some food drink some water get a hug uh, talk to somebody that's what I'm gonna do today uh, try and get this podcast out I love you all so much thank you for continuing to support and listen to this podcast it means the world to me looking forward to having more time and energy and space to plan out episodes get some guests on here so all of that should be coming very soon i'm very excited this is a crowdfunded listener supported experiment please share it with a friend share it on social media that means so much to me or go over to patreon.com www.patreon.com forward slash turning of the bones and support uh you know if you're getting something from it support monthly if you can if not no worries your support helps somebody else uh if you can't support no worries keep listening thank you for coming i appreciate you all so much and take care of yourselves take care of one another pet a dog pet a cat hug a friend stay hydrated stay fed keep your body moving and we'll get through this together. Take care.